Michael Vonnen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek. It's been a little over five months since the release of Baron and Luthien, and I have finally gotten to finish reading it. So in this video, I want to talk about what the book is, uh, good points, not so good points, depending on your perspective, uh, who this book really ought to be for, and some other key things that you can kind of pick out of this. So let's go ahead and get started without any further ado. First, I want to talk about what's actually in the book. I did a video way earlier back when we first got the news that this book was coming out, and I'll link to that below, uh, where I basically told what I was going to hope that it was going to be like. And I essentially said I hoped it would be like the Children of Hurin that Christopher Tolkien released some years ago, which is kind of a compilation of all the relevant material in, into one kind of coherent story. The Baron and Luthien book is actually quite different than that. In this particular case, what Christopher Tolkien has done, he has taken all the different accounts, and instead of putting them into one coherent narrative, he has shown the development of the narrative from the earliest form to more or less its complete form in the Silmarillion, and in earlier writings as well that have information that's not really in the more condensed narrative in the Silmarillion. And the way he does that, he basically takes the original story, gives it more or less in full, and then he kind of throws in other things from different stages of development of the story. So he'll throw in bits and pieces from the Lay of Lathian, which you can find in the Lays of Valerian, which is the History of Middle-earth, Volume 3. You can uh, find bits of the actual Silmarillion narrative. You can find other stages of development in there all of which kind of he puts in more or less chronological order in terms of the narrative, but also chronological order in terms of the actual writing. And it's it's he can't do both perfectly, obviously, but he, he kind of does it in such a way that you can see over time this is the way the story developed and reached the final form that it has now. So you can... It's, it's different than most of the other books that he's written in the sense that he takes one story, he goes from start to finish in terms of the writing and basically shows this is where it started, this is where it ended up. You can kind of see Tolkien's thought processes in terms of how it reached that you know final stage from the original. And you can see some other changes too, like you know name changes and things like that. So it's there's a lot of interesting things going on there in terms of seeing... Tolkien's writing, but it's not the kind of thing that I was looking for in terms of being similar to the Children of Hurin, which was, you know, I was looking to see basically one coherent narrative that has all the stuff from all the different stories that can all fit together. So it's definitely a little bit different than what I was expecting, uh, but it does kind of make sense, and I'll explain why in the next section, which I'm going to talk about a few of the significant things as far as, you know, why this book is important and some of the other just kind of tidbits that you could pull out of it. So, one of the things to note initially is in the foreword or introduction, Christopher Tolkien talks about how he initially got started on this huge project of going through his father's writings, and most of which were hardly in final form, and trying to publish them in some way, give you know, readers of the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion, you know, more information, especially the scholars out there who really wanted to know more about 
Tolkien's writings and whatnot, because a lot of the stuff that he's published has been a little more toward the scholarly end of things, unless you're just hugely dedicated fan, like I am, uh, then most people aren't going to be interested in a whole lot of the history of Middle-earth, but a lot of what he's put out there is very interesting from a scholarly standpoint. But there's also stuff in there for lay people, too. I mean, there's new writings that you won't find anywhere else that fans of Tolkien will find interesting. But anyway, he describes in the foreword how, he, when he initially set out on this project, he planned initially to do something more like this book because he thought that would be the more feasible way to go about it. Instead, what ended up happening was he essentially started with the first two volumes of the History of Middle-earth, which are the Lost Tales, book one and two, which are essentially just giving the earliest version of the Silmarillion stories in a form similar to the Silmarillion itself. Now, he's at the end of his career gone back and done Baron and Luthien in the way that he originally thought he would. And I say end of the career very seriously because also in that forward introduction, he actually says, more or less word for word, at age 93, this is presumptively the last book I'll ever put out. And I have to tell you, as a huge fan of Tolkien and everything that Christopher Tolkien has done since J.R.R. Tolkien's death, uh, that when I read that, that kind of hit me pretty hard because, I mean, I, I knew, of course, Christopher Tolkien was old, and I knew he couldn't last forever and keep doing this forever, but when I read that, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess this is it. This is, we're reaching the end, which is pretty sad because he's put out a lot of really interesting material. He's done a lot of stuff that's been very edifying for anybody who wants to know more about Tolkien generally or just people who want to learn more about things that Tolkien wrote that he never finished but are still very interesting. So that that part's kind of sad, but it also kind of leads into the other part that I want to talk about here, which is the themes of Baron and Luthien as a story and how that kind of connects overall to this broader framework. And the theme really, and I've talked about this in another video too, the theme of mortality, and I'll link to that video as well in the description, basically the idea is Tolkien considered the theme of mortality one of the main themes in all his works, even Lord of the Rings. And you can definitely see that in Baron and Luthien, because in Baron and Luthien, especially as the development of the narrative continues, mortality becomes more and more of a central theme, because you have Baron the man, who's mortal, you have Luthien, who is immortal as an elf, and then you have their eventual fate, which... If you haven't read the story, I don't want to spoil, so turn the video off now if you don't want to be spoiled or skip the next 30 seconds or so. Uh, but for those of you who know or don't mind being spoiled, Baron, of course, eventually dies, and then Luthien dies of grief, but then they end up being allowed to go back to Middle-earth because Mondos, the, the Vala, who is more or less equivalent to Hades, uh, basically takes pity on them and lets them go back, but they go back as mortals. They're both mortal, and so they both go back for a short time and then die again, and presumably share in the fate of men rather than elves. So the theme of death is pretty heavy in the Baron and Luthien story, especially towards the end. In the middle, it's not quite so much other than the distinction between man and elf, but that does bring up a lot of things all by itself. For one thing, 
Luthien's father, of course, doesn't want his daughter marrying a man who's just going to die. That's never really made explicit as much, other than he just kind of looks down on men. But you have to think that that's there somewhere. Anyway, theme of death is very heavy, so in that way it's kind of an appropriate way to end Christopher Tolkien's career. And the couple of other connections that I want to make in regard to that, he dedicated this particular book to Bailey, his wife, which is kind of the echo of something else that comes out of the Baron and Luthien story. And of course the Tolkien fans out there that really know their stuff may know where I'm going with this. When uh, Edith Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's wife, died, he had her buried and in her gravestone was inscribed Luthien. And of course when J.R.R. died, he then had his gravestone inscribed with Baron. He very much saw Baron and Luthien as himself and his wife. So Christopher Tolkien dedicating this particular book to his wife is kind of an echo of that. So that, again, that theme of death, or impending death in this particular case, very much, very heavy throughout the book. And of course, when you start out in the very introduction with that note that this is presumptively his last book, it kind of <laughs> colors the rest of everything you read. So that's kind of a lot about the just the interesting tidbits of the book, the themes, the more important parts of it. So let me wrap up with who really ought to read this book, who might want to skip it, and that sort of thing. Question, who is this book for? Well, primarily, if you're interested in a coherent single narrative, this really isn't what that book is because, like I said, he starts with the original version of the story, kind of gives that in full, and then gives bits and pieces from later versions of the story to round out how the development occurred, what bits were added when, that sort of thing. So if you're looking for just a single story or something new, you're not going to find that here. So that's not really what this book is aiming at. This book is aiming at people who are looking for a better understanding of how Tolkien developed stories over time, and in particular this story. So if you're interested in Tolkien's development of his ideas, then this book is for you. If you're interested in this particular story, even if you're not necessarily interested in the development of it, it'll definitely give you some additional insight into some of the main themes and ideas that went into it. So if you're just really per se interested in the Baron and Luthien story, it'll probably be useful regardless of whether you're interested in the development in and of itself. And of course, if you're like me and just a Tolkien geek who likes to have a complete collection of everything Tolkien wrote, then you should pick up this book. If you're looking for something that's new or that's, like I said, a coherent single narrative and you're not interested in any of those other things, then probably pass this one up because it's not really geared toward any of those things. It's geared very much toward a specific purpose and if you're not into that particular purpose or just deeply interested in the particular story it's telling, then you're not really going to find much benefit out of this book, especially because, like I said, there's nothing new in terms of material. There are a couple of nice things that are new in the sense of they make it a little easier to read for people who are new to the story, so there's a glossary of names and such that you know you won't find in other, other History of Middle-Earth books because it's it's one single glossary that's all applied to the Baron and Luthien story in its various stages of development. So you'll find a lot of information there that you, in one place, 
that you won't necessarily find easily searching through just the other History of Middle-Earth volumes. So in that sense, it's kind of new, but it's it's not new to anybody who's read all that. It's just kind of a condensed version of all that other material into one place. So it's it's more useful in that sense, but it's not there's no new information. So that's kind of who this book is for. It's for somebody who's interested in the Baron and Luthien story, particularly someone who's de- interested in the development of the story, and anybody who, of course, is just interested in reading as much as they can about Tolkien and his writings. So that's who this is for. Like I said, if you're looking for anything like the Children of Hurin, the coherent narrative that kind of just goes start to finish one story, meh, that's you're not getting that here, so skip this one if that's what you're interested in. So that's kind of my thoughts on the book. Let me just wrap up with a few closing remarks. So that is the presumptively last book that Christopher Tolkien will ever put out. That by itself may be enough to make you want to pick it up, even if you're not per se interested in Baron and Luthien or the development of the writing. And on that note, I would like to point out, I'm putting this video out for publication on uh, November 20th, 2017, which is the week of Thanksgiving in the U.S., and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I would like to point out that all of us Tolkien geeks are very, very, very thankful for all the work that Christopher Tolkien has done, and since this may be the last we really hear from him, I think it's a good time to put that out there for the internet, and hopefully we'll get a little bit more from Tolkien before he dies, but at this point, we can't really count on it. Also in the news recently is the fact that he has resigned as the, the I forget the term they used, but basically the head of the Tolkien estate. He's still the literary, um, uh, I forget the term they used for that too, but he's still heading up the literary uh, estate side of Tolkien's estate, but not the, he's not the director of the main estate anymore. So he's definitely kind of winding down in terms of his active involvement in anything relating to J.R.R. Tolkien's works. I'm still holding out a little hope that he'll put out one more thing before he finally passes, but at this point, I think we have to go with the assumption that this may be the last we hear from him in a big way. So again, very thankful for all the work he's done, very thankful for J.R.R. Tolkien's works in general. So with that, I'll go ahead and leave it here. This is the Tolkien Geek signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Until next time, the Marie.